If you've been listening to this series, you already know that Documentary Heritage and Preservation Services for New York offers free education programs and planning and assessment services to archives, libraries, museums, and other collecting institutions in New York State. We've awarded free services to dozens of organizations, and just last month we added 18 more, which you can read about on our blog at dhpsny.org. We work with small and medium-sized organizations, some that have very small staffs or are completely volunteer-run. We've also had the opportunity to work with organizations whose names you might recognize, such as the Explorers Club and Lincoln Center. One site visit we were very excited for from our earliest application round was Anthology Film Archives in Lower Manhattan. Anthology opened on December 1st, 1970 in the former 2nd Avenue Courthouse in the East Village, a large Renaissance revival building that resembles a fortress and was designed in 1917. Anthology's founders were all revolutionary figures in the film world. Directors and film critics including Jerome Hill, P. Adam Sidney, Peter Kubelka, and Jonas Mikas, who turns 96 this year and remains Anthology's artistic director and board president. Jonas Mikas was born in Lithuania in 1922. In 1944, he and his brother Adolphus fled the Nazi occupation. They were detained and spent eight months in a German labor camp before escaping to a farm near the border of Denmark. He later studied philosophy for two years at a university in central Germany and immigrated with his brother to Brooklyn in 1949, where he saved money to purchase a 16mm camera and began documenting everyday moments of his life. Do you want eggs? Sure. Okay. We'll cook some eggs for you. His work in subsequent years earned him the reputation of godfather of American avant-garde cinema. He and his brother wrote the column Movie Journal for the Village Voice for about two decades starting in 1958. He's credited with first encouraging Andy Warhol to make films, and he's collaborated with figures such as Yoko Ono, Allen Ginsberg, and Salvador Dali. One day, Salvador Dali was walking along the Fifth Avenue, and he noticed an old shoe lying. One day, Salvador Dali was walking along the 6th Avenue, and it was raining. One day, Salvador Dali was walking into the elevator, and he bumped his head. Today, John Miri Piri is the director of Anthology, and he's the one who reached out to us about our planning and assessment services. He was our guide last year when archives specialist Amelia Parks conducted an archival needs assessment. During our visit, we asked John about Anthology's founders and if Jonas Mikas is still active at the organization. Yeah, and he's very present, uh, you know, at Anthology, for Anthology. He doesn't come to work here on a daily basis anymore, um, but he's still a present figure for all of us and comes to Anthology once every week, once every couple weeks. uh, And he's very active as a filmmaker and artist, uh, so he travels to present his own work. He does, you know, he's constantly publishing as well as doing exhibitions and screening films. We always think of there as having been four founders of Anthology. One of them, uh, Jerome Hill, passed away in 1972, so two years after we opened. Uh, but the other three are Jonas Mikas, P. Adam Sidney, who's just recently retired from teaching at Princeton University but is still very present and active uh, for us. Um, and Peter Kubelka, who is Austrian, taught for his career in Germany, um, and comes to the U.S. occasionally, but the fact that he's not based here, we see less of him. 
Another legendary filmmaker often mentioned when discussing Anthology's early years is Stanley Brackage. We asked John to explain his role in the organization's founding. He was involved, but he left. Uh, he is sometimes considered a founder, but he left when the Film Selection Committee decided to move away from unanimous decisions on which films would or wouldn't be included in the Essential Cinema program. I usually refer to there as having been four founders, but Brackage was a part of it. Um, and separate from the founding of Anthology, the Film Selection Committee was a group of five people, and three of the founders were on that, uh, Jonas P. Adams and uh, Peter Kubelka, and the other two were um, a guy named Ken Kelman uh, and a filmmaker named James Broughton. And James Broughton was sent to Anthology. They wanted to have someone represent the filmmakers on the West Coast, in the formation of this collection, and that was Broughton's reason for coming out here to do that. Listen, son. Keep your eye on the ball. Why do you think I made the world round? The founders of Anthology launched it with a direct 230-word manifesto. Quote, the cinematechs of the world generally collect and show the multiple manifestations of film. As document, history, industry, mass communication, Anthology Film Archives is the first film museum exclusively devoted to the film as an art. To that end, Anthology houses one of the world's most extensive collections of avant-garde films and videos. They screen more than a thousand programs annually, preserve dozens of films each year, and host outside scholars and researchers. The Archives Reference Library, which we had the opportunity to view, is the world's largest collection of paper materials relating to independent and experimental film. The facility is also home to two theaters where Anthology hosts its screenings. We talked to film archivist John Claxman about the facility. So we have two motion picture theaters here. Uh, one's about 200 seats. That's what we call our courthouse theater because our building is in an old courthouse. So. That theater, which we're sitting in right now, is where the courtroom originally was in this building. This theater can do uh, 35-millimeter projection, HD projection, 16-millimeter projection, and 2K digital projection. So we show lots of different kinds of things here. Uh, In this theater, we primarily show feature-length films, a lot of 35-millimeter. And then our other theater, smaller, 75 seats, our Maya Darren Theater, named after the legendary filmmaker. And uh, that theater can do similar um, formats, uh, very good 16-millimeter projection down there, um, as well as 35 HD video and 2K digital. And that theater is where we primarily show um, materials from our collection, which is largely 16-millimeter film. Um, and we show lots of experimental films and have artists in person down there to talk about their work. As always, we want to know which materials in a collection are most important to the archivists and staff who care for them. We talked first to director John Miri Piri about filmmaker Gregory Markopoulos. For most of my time here, my favorite filmmaker has been Gregory Markopoulos. Um, and when I moved to New York and started working at Anthology, his works had not been screened publicly in the United States since he left the country in 1967, for the most part. Um, and almost 30 years after that, 
uh, he had passed away in 1992, the Whitney Museum of American Art uh, mounted a retrospective of his films in 1996. Please crack crystals, no colors, really. So that was in my first year of being here when that began, and um, um, it gave me a chance to see these works that had kind of a mythic status for a lot of people, and people traveled from all over the country and some from different parts of the world to see these films for the first time in a long time, and, and a lot of people who knew him came to watch those programs, and um, and for me, yeah, it was it was an incredibly exciting part about being at Anthology and being at, in New York at that time. Going to build me a log cabin on a mountain so high so I can see Willie as he goes on by. It's hard to um, answer that question um, because we have so many amazing and important experimental films here and of course we're always adding new films and new artists to the collection and discovering new artists in the collection. But my favorite, uh, personal favorite, is probably Harry Smith's films. Um, you know, Harry was uh, did a lot of things, but... Uh, I first knew him primarily for the Anthology of American Folk Music, which is a compilation of early American folk music um, that he compiled in the 50s. And I was a huge fan of that compilation and had a big impact on me. And then uh, I had later realized that this guy was also a filmmaker. He wasn't just a musicologist. And I discovered his abstract experimental animations. And those are some of the first experimental films I'd ever seen. To get a come to anthology where we have all of his original materials and then to help preserve those films has been a real dream come true. And if I hadn't seen those films, I know I wouldn't be here right now doing what I do. You can read more about Anthology, including a calendar of upcoming events and screenings, at anthologyfilmarchives.org. Documentary Heritage and Preservation Services for New York is a program of the New York State Education Department in partnership with the New York State Archives and New York State Library, with services provided by the Conservation Center for Art and Historic Artifacts. Our program manager is Anastasia Matikiu, Dipsney's preservation specialist is Jillian Marcus, and our archive specialist is Amelia Parks. I'm communications assistant Jason Hen. For a list of audio from this episode, visit the podcast section of our resources page at dhpsny.org. Special thanks to John Miri Peary and John Claxman at Anthology, and to Barbara Lilly, Holly Peacock, Maria Holden, John Diefenderfer, and Claire Fleming at the New York State Archives.